0: Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he is doing in your life. We have now moved into the completed Minster space on Southwater Square in Telford and we'd love to invite you to come along and give church a try at our 4pm gatherings every Sunday opposite Wilco's and above Novella Lounge. Enjoy the podcast. Fantastic. Now, I am here to just say a few words about why we're here this evening. But first of all, should we just give it up for the band? Haven't they done an awesome job doing those carols? Uh, And the tech at the back. Fantastic. Fantastic. Isn't it great to come and sing some Christmassy songs and think about why we're here this Christmas time? Now, I wonder, what is the best news story you have ever heard? What's the best news? I wonder... Maybe news of an engagement, or um, a marriage, or maybe a new job, or the best part in a school play. I mean, what's the best news you've ever had? Maybe even the news of a new member of your family. This time last year, I was waiting for my sister to give birth to my nephew, and she was due on the 22nd of December, and he didn't come till the 3rd of January, and we were just waiting for that news, but it was the best news Now today's news story might sound like an old story about a baby who was born, who chased history forever. It's about Jesus, who came into the world. He's God's son. He was born as a baby. He grew up and he died on the cross for each of us and made a way for us to be with God. Now that might be a story you think you've heard a thousand times. And maybe you think you know it but have you really heard it? Have you really taken the chance to know him? And this is the story of Christmas, isn't it? Because Jesus, because of Jesus, we all have the chance to know God. And that's just such an incredible wonder. And it's the reason why we're here, because of Jesus. Now this Advent season, we have been looking at some of the key family in Jesus's story. We have met uh, Liz and Zach, or Elizabeth and Zachariah, uh, the aunt and uncle of Jesus. Um, We've also met Mary and Joseph, or Maz and Joe, um, last week. We talked about them at our Christingle service. And today we are meeting some pretty unlikely members of the family, some social outcasts who were minding their own business, watching their sheep, the shepherds. Now I wonder if you wanted to share a massive news story uh, and make it known who you would go to. Maybe you'd go to the thing that had the most power. Uh, maybe a famous influencer to spread the news, or a footballer with a massive following. I don't know if we've got any famous, uh, favourite footballers in the room, but Lionel Messi's done a pretty good job in the World Cup, I hear. Maybe a king or a queen or a prime minister, or maybe even a journalist. But this news story wasn't shared on BBC Breakfast or TikTok. Or Instagram this news came to a common field just outside Bethlehem and the people God chose to come to and see and share the news with were unpolished sweaty rough shepherds who turned out to be VIPs to the greatest day in history now I wonder a lot about how those shepherds got to be there you see, the thing is, when I was little, I thought a lot about this question. Am I on the good list? You know the song, he's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. I was terrified when I was six or seven years old that I would come downstairs on Christmas morning and find coal in my stocking. I, I'd been told this story that, you know, if I if I wasn't good, then I wouldn't get any presents. And I, You know what more i didn't really mind the fact that i wouldn't get presents but i was so scared that i put my hand in this stocking and get my hand covered in coal and and everyone else around me would have something to open i was forced to be a good girl and i don't know about you but how many of us think about are we on the good list and i remember one time i really got into trouble and to this day i'm not even sure it was my fault but I want you to picture the scene, I was at school, I was in the classroom, Um, I was about six, and I was in year one, and um, I was playing with a toy, and we had this teacher who I didn't particularly like, she was kind of one of those old school, quite strict uh, teachers, and I, I had this toy, and in comes Ewan. Now, Ewan was not really the kind of boy that many people played with. And and Ewan just walked in, and he grabbed the toy I was playing with. And I was like, no, that's wrong. And I grabbed it back. And as I grabbed it back, we kind of pursued this pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling, and we were arguing over this toy. And the teacher took one glare at us, and she just goes like this, to the fish tank. Now, the fish tank, you might think, okay, fish tanks are nice places to go, but no. The fish tank at our school was where you went if you needed to go and see the head teacher. And the fish tank was on show, so everybody walked past you when you were at the fish tank. It was in the middle of the lunch queue, so you would be waiting there until the head teacher called you in and everyone would see you there and the shame that you felt when you were standing there was awful. And I don't think to this day, I've even told my parents that I got sent to the fish tank because it was so (laughs) shameful and it was so embarrassing. And I really didn't want to not be on that good list for Santa. And I think at times in my life, I've treated God a bit like this too. Like, I've wanted to be on the good list. In my heart of hearts, really, though, I've always known that I'm not. I've messed up too many times. I've made so many mistakes. And I kind of thought, well, God is for people who are morally superior, or people who pray every day and read their Bible all the time. Or people who've got everything worked out. And you might be sitting here thinking, I don't know if I'm on the good list either. But what the shepherds show us about this is is just that we don't need to be perfect, morally superior people to be invited. Now, I've got a friend who's a shepherd, and he has a flock of sheep, and he's a lovely guy, and he he goes about his uh, farm looking after his sheep on his quad bike, and it's quite a cool job these days. But in the time of Jesus' birth, shepherds were pretty rough people. Here's a picture uh, that is trying to portray what shepherds might have been like at that time they were a bunch of rascals and rogues who defied all conventions of decency and respectability. And they probably would have spent much of their time at the fish tank if they were in my primary school. Now, they were people who were generally called, historians have said, they were called people of the dirt. uh, Kind of weirdos in our today's terms. (coughs) Shepherds were on duty 24-7. So they just, they couldn't be religious even if they wanted to. They couldn't make it to the temple. They couldn't make it to, to go and pray at the right times of day. And if it happened that I had a host of angels at my disposal to announce the most significant birth in history, I don't know about you, but I probably wouldn't think about sending those angels to those shepherds. They're a bit like security guards working on a night shift in an abandoned industrial estate. Back in the first century, shepherding was a lot like night work today. It was socially excluding and it was really poorly paid. And people tended to suffer when shepherds came to town. They would have been banned from many towns and cities because they just weren't trustworthy people. They weren't even allowed to be witnesses in courts of law because they had a reputation of just being super dishonest. So shepherds were widely regarded with disrespect and suspicion. But God chooses them to hear the history-changing news first. And in fact, most of the family we meet in the Christmas story defy expectations. God surprises us with who he invites. Now, throughout my life, I often thought about this good list. And I don't know how many of you have watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or read the book, but um, Charlie gets that golden ticket, doesn't he? And it's like, yes, he gets the one ticket and there's only about six of them and they all get the chance to go and see the factory But you know what? God says there's a golden ticket for each one of us here. We are all invited. And you might think, you know, Laura up on that stage there sharing this message about the Bible, she's got it all together. But there have been many times in my life where I've been on the outside and I'm not the likely priest that you'd expect. I've been a teenage mum. I fell pregnant with my wonderful daughter when I was 17. And I felt really fragile, surrounded by the kind of fear and shame that comes with that. Of not finishing college, not having it all together, not living up to expectations. And I've made mistakes. I've made big ones. I've upset people. I've kept secrets. I've messed up. And I feel fragile still and unworthy to come to God. And I wonder if you're sitting there thinking, sometimes I don't feel worthy to come to God, the creator of the world. But you know what? The family of Jesus show us anything, is that we are all invited. Mary too was a teenage mum, and she would have been surrounded by suspicion and shame. But God came to a fragile human. And I think sometimes, even though we all feel our fragility, we know truly that God is here for each one of us. And the shepherds were not the likely suspects for this big news to be shared with that Jesus is good news for everyone, whoever we are, whatever we've done, whatever situations we find ourselves in. Listen again to the words of the angel that Matt read us earlier. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you this day is born, uh, sorry, to you is born this day in the city of David, a saviour who is the Messiah, the Lord. The shepherds show us that. I couldn't have been more wrong about needing to be on a good list. The good news of Christmas is that everyone is invited. Is that God wants to be with you, with me, with everyone outside, with your neighbours, with your families, with those you love. The shepherds show us this. And it doesn't mean that as we come to know Jesus, we don't become better people. We do. But Christmas means that God came to be with us all of us, each person. Not God just for the morally superior or for God for those who are religious and get up to pray at 5am every day. Not just God for those who seem to have everything worked out. No, God with us. Every single person. Here, there, out there, outside. Everyone, everywhere. And I think... If you truly ask yourself the question, do I have a longing for something more? We could probably all admit there's a longing inside us, searching for God. There's a nagging feeling, a dissatisfaction with the world. The questions that we have, why am I here? Why is there suffering in this world? Why is life itself even a possibility? What's the point? We all ask why? Novelist Julian Barnes said this, I don't believe in God, but I miss him. And I think that's just a common thing. We recognise we have this hole inside us that only God can fill. And as bonkers as it sounds, 2,000 years ago, about 2,000 miles ago, God came as a baby so he could die on a cross so that God could be with us, to make it possible for us to be with God. And Jesus said on more than one occasion... I've not come to call the righteous, the respectable, or the good people, but sinners to repentance. And it is this that we celebrate at Christmas. It doesn't matter who we are or what we've done. God accepts us just as we are. And we don't have to reach a certain standard of togetherness or holiness. The Christmas message is that nobody is outside of the scope of the love of God. And that love requires a response. The shepherds responded by going to Bethlehem and looking into the matter. They didn't just hear the angels and stay there on the field, thinking, well, that's, that's interesting. That sounds like a good news story, but I'm just going to stay here on the side, on the, on the field. They went. And let me encourage you to do likewise. Likewise to enter into the story, to face up to the wonder of God's love for you and return to your homes, your workplaces, your loved ones and celebrate God for all you've heard and seen. Jesus said, if you are looking for purpose, I am the way. If you're looking for meaning, I am the truth. If you're longing for more, I am the life. And Jesus says, if you are worn down, if you're weary with life, Come to me and I will give you rest. Rest like you've never known it before. If you want to experience unconditional love, find it in me. Now I've known Jesus for over 20 years and everything that Jesus claimed here, I've experienced to be true. But not just me. Millions of people. There are billions of Christians around the world and God visits us And we are all invited. Jesus came to show us what it was really like. God visited us that first Christmas, and he still visits us today. God walks with you, ever-present, Emmanuel. And in the surprise of who he chooses to visit, he displays the greatest gift to them. God moves in surprising ways, doesn't he? For the shepherds, he came with a bunch of angels filling the sky. For me, he often comes with love and peace, and wraps his arms around me when I'm feeling at my lowest. And I believe that God wants to meet with each one of you. No matter how small you are, how big you are, how old you are, whatever you're walking through, God wants us to receive his love and grace. And we're all invited into his family. Now I wonder if we just take a moment to look up and see what God has done for us, we will notice the love and grace that's all around us. Really, this story is told by the unlikely shepherds. The wise men came a couple of years later, but those shepherds were the first ones to go and share the news. The shepherds who were famous for being uncouth, irreligious, immoral, naughty, and always at the back, and probably spent most of their time at the fish tank they were invited into the family. Just as you too are invited. The shepherds who weren't even allowed into those city walls or the temples, they were the VIPs invited to the most significant birth in history. At that time, religion tried to own God. It tried, but God came as a baby into the world. He came to messy, confused, messed up human beings met by a fragile baby. And I wonder if I could go back to six-year-old Laura at that fish tank or 17-year-old Laura pregnant with our daughter. I would say, Jesus isn't just looking for me to be on the good list. Jesus' love is a free gift for all of us, everyone, no matter where we find ourselves, no matter what we've done. We are all invited into the family. This is the economy of Christmas. It's grace. Grace is an undeserved favor of God. God with us, Emmanuel. And I hope that this Christmas season, your heart is open to hear the good news, to see and wonder, to see the baby who was going to change history and to go and praise God for all he has done, sharing the story, with those around us. The most unlikely people were invited into the family, and so are you. And if you are comfortable and you'd like to stand and say yes to following Jesus, saying yes to I want to see you this Christmas, Jesus, why don't you join in standing where you are now as we prepare to listen and sing along to this song. Thanks for listening. We hope this time blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this, and to find out more about Telferminster, follow us at Telferminster on Instagram and Facebook, or go to telferminster.org. Thanks for listening. We hope-